Hey, what's up? This is CJ Pierce from Drowning Pool, and you listen to Verbal Shenanigans. But our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Yeah, I mean, his shenanigans are cruel and tragic. Which makes them not shenanigans at all, really. Evil shenanigans. I swear to God, I'll pistol whip the next guy that says shenanigans. Everybody. Hello, welcome on back to the show. This is the Verbal Shenanigans Podcast. If you did not know, if you were not smart enough to look at the logo um, that you probably clicked on or one of these websites gave you this automatic feed and you're pretty unhappy at the moment, but uh, welcome to the show. Mike, welcome back for your 400-something episode. Uh, we're getting close to my 400th, uh, what is our 26, so, yeah, know. we need about another 15 or so. Oh, so we're going to have another. And then we can then, properly uh, celebrate. So, in your mind, you'll call whatever it is for, for, uh, 30-something, the real 400, you'll call, you'll tell yeah. people, yeah. Yeah, this is, that's the one that counts, you know, I mean, it's, it's like, um, like when a TV series, it's like Family Matters before Urkel. You just don't count it. You don't watch that first season or the whatever couple episodes before Urkel shows up. You got to wait for Urkel beginning and Urkel end. Nothing else. Wait, you just blew my mind. But there was Family Matters before Urkel? Oh, yeah. He was an original cast member. Wow. They, they literally came. They did like an episode. It's like, I think it was like Carl didn't want his daughter dating somebody so he's like i'm gonna hook her up with somebody i heard about uh, the urkel family they have a kid named steve and they brought him in no. and it's like he was like the dorky thing and then they're like oh this guy's kind of cool and then all of a sudden like they got the feedback and he it, the whole show became urkel <laughs> didn't they try like an urkel spinoff or something too i don't like, believe so i know they kept like they would have like full TGIF nights of Urkel, where it's like, oh, Steve got into a rocket and he shoot off. Oh, he's in California. He's with the full house cast. Oh my god, more Urkel. All right, I think I figured this out. Oh, he ended up in Milwaukee. He's with the step by step kids. Oh my god. I, I that kids are gonna things that we have. I know we sa- I sound like an old codger saying this statement, but um, back in my day, you know, my Urkel was better than yours. No, so back right. in my day. But what kids are gonna miss is that community event of uh, TGIF um, and like Saturday morning cartoons where Snick, yeah, yeah, Snick, um, where you knew that. 70% of the kids that you went to school with or whatever were watching the same thing whereas now you, there's endless options and no one no kids watch TV anymore it's just all streaming whatever they want on demand or YouTube or so yeah that community event that's why I like I think it's cool when there's like rare shows even still that come out once a week and everybody watches like Game of Thrones I haven't seen the new one yet but like I don't know if you saw that clip of like the whole apartment complex in new york city someone filmed the outside of it and it was the premiere of that new game of thrones show and you saw all the tvs in the windows flickering at the same time which i thought was pretty cool it's like what do we get now the super bowl 
Yep, yep. That, Maybe an award uh, show or two. Yeah. It, like the Oscars, I think it gets a decent performance yeah. by. I mean, I don't tune in. I don't tune in. I, yeah. I, 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 every once in a while, I'll be like, oh, it's on. Let me check it out for four minutes. And I'm like, now I remember why I don't watch these shows and I go watch something else. Um, yeah, I mean, what are they going to watch? The Queen's funeral? That's probably like <laughs> the, the next thing that like half the world will be watching. Like, I- like what kind of hashtags you use and all you're taking pictures and like TikToking the somber moment and all somebody should be flossing as the queen's coffin goes by they will be there 100 will be someone doing that here's what i don't get about britain they like i feel like they do funerals and weddings better than anybody but like how are they so prepared for these things like the amount of outfits and pomp and circumstance and horses and flowers and, and like maybe it's because they have thousands of years of doing this, but they, I mean, I feel like a lot of their resources much go, must go to, okay, funeral processions, uh, uh, wakes, uh, you know, marriage. Like it is such a major event that I, I don't even understand how one orchestrates that. Well, I, I guess for starters, I mean, you know, rest in peace, Queen Elizabeth. Anybody in England were being respectful. I know it's a tough time, but no offense. I mean, at her age, I think they were being prepared. For oh, lack yeah. of better term, they probably know? had that. They probably had that thing when she was seventy, ready to go. Oh yeah, there, there's like people who made like literally. My whole job is getting contracted to start planting the flowers <laughs> just in case. <laughs> Like for every five year interval, yep. they were getting prepared for that. Yeah, like there was. A, I mean, there's there's cars that have been, you know, served their whole life and have been retired since they started planning this this uh, funeral that's coming up. I don't even know when it is, but I'm sure it's going to be like a major major event. It's weird too that like people are probably going to like hang out in bars and get blown out of their mind all day watching the queen there do you think there's any prop bets on the queen's funeral there has to be there is too, <laughs> too much gambling in this world for there not to be like all right i bet you that it will over or under 30.5 minutes from the procession to the funeral yeah. to the cemetery I'm looking it up right now. Prop bet queen. <laughs> Speaking of like sports kind of stuff, like uh, the King Charles now, he has got to be like that backup quarterback that's been aching to get in for like the last eight years. And all. <laughs> yeah. he's like in everybody's ear. I swear, you give me the ball. I, I'm, things are going to happen. This is going to be amazing. And he's just waiting, waiting. He's like, when will you retire, Tom Brady? Yeah. I, like, I, I just looked up, uh, you know, prop bets. Nothing popped up, but of course, the ads for DraftKings and FanDuel popped up. But already two days ago, rehearsal of the Queen's funeral. So these guys are just—they're just practicing to bury somebody. It's a little—it's it, kind of interesting. Where do you go to practice? I mean, do they have like a like a side cemetery where they like? They have like like big boxes or something like that. It's like, all right, you know, procession. Let's do this. But seeing seeing how things have gone the last few years with all the royal family stuff, they definitely have a a a funeral practice facility somewhere. 
<laughs> somewhere in England, like a dome, <laughs> like a yeah. bubble, yeah. a practice you bubble. Be prepared if it's <laughs> raining when the funeral happens. You yeah. gotta get set for that. They definitely have people training, uh, doing like a combine, <laughs> like running with the casket. How much? How much can you lift? Uh, how many? Uh, they got you know those guys driving like the Rolls Royces, going through obstacle courses and. You know, throwing paparazzi at them and seeing how they avoid them. There's definitely a significant training uh, facility for for Queen for royal family uh, occasions. Like they had to make sure the backups were somewhere. You know, just like it's like, oh, I can't drive today. Colin Johnson, bring him in. We well, gotta go. We're here for the time. the royal family combine. <laughs> Prince Will, <laughs> uh, Prince Will, College of <laughs> College of Westminster. Uh, you know, all the guys pop up. Here's their 40, 40, uh, 40 times. I, I could see it for sure. I mean, this sounds sad, but considering also King Charles, his age, do you fathom if he like immediately passes away and they're like, uh, we got no flowers we got no budget left <laughs> we, blew it, oh, we blew it all we blew it all you're just getting cremated i'm sorry <laughs> yeah like i don't do you give a shit about the royal family i never I got don't into even it. know what they technically do are they nope. just do they like advise government are they do they have any legal power whatsoever i mean I don't know anything. I don't know anything. People are like, who's the king now? I didn't even know. I had to like look up, oh, who's king? Um, the princes and things like that? Forget about it. I know some, someone's Princess Diana's kid, right? Isn't that a, Yeah. Isn't that the crazy That's one? Harry. Yeah. <laughs> he's the one like him and his wife got out of the royal family, but in a weird way, when this all occurred by rule, they became princes in the concept, which... I, I, I'm, I'm still like mind boggled. Like I need a chart to figure out these people. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I need to know. Am I in? Like, can I get fit in there somehow? Well, uh, it's if, funny you say that. Like, because... Can I do a 23 and me and be like, yo, I'm like 180th uh, English. I, I want to. I want something in this. Do you think? Um... If you here's the problem, like even if you got the call or something, you would think it's some kind of spam call, like you know, like oh, Michael, we found out you're, uh, you know, you're you're related to Queen Elizabeth somehow. Uh, would you come sit in the royal family? You would hang up before that sentence was even done. Well, I would just see a UK phone number. I'm like, nope, and not pick up. And no, I, maybe they leave me a message. I'll call them back. You know, maybe <laughs> use my work phone because I don't want the long distance charges, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just never got into the royal family. Never got into uh, to, to all that. But I guarantee you, I'll look up some pictures or some videos from the Queen's funeral and 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 check out the the, the pomp and circumstance that goes goes around it. But um, you you think more money? You think more money goes into the Queen's funeral or like something like the Oscars? Do you think they're like equal amount of money? Ooh. <laughs> That is a weird, odd question to debate because you got to. I think we kind of did like a game on this before where we talked about like the gift baskets, gift baskets, yeah, involved in mm-hmm. all this. I mean, you got to remember security for all the celebrities, all the everything that's involved with the uh, the telecast of it. I mean, how they they got pre shows, they got pre pre shows. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you think they get gift bags, ooh. queen gift bags? You know, 
I mean, I mean, it'd be kind of wrong if, like, yeah, I know I'm the king, but I was really hoping for a week. Because know? I imagine, like, you know, the whole thing's going to go down. And then there's going to be, like, after things. There's going to definitely be, like, musicians. You know they're going to pull Elton John out of somewhere. He's going to play. Paul McCartney's probably going to play something. Um, and I'm sure they're they're probably getting paid pretty well. There's probably a halftime show. <laughs> they just bring in every English Stinger and all. What's Adam Ant doing here? He was on the list. I don't know what to tell you. It was the 80s. He had a good hit song for a bit. Yeah. yeah so I don't know, man. I'm just not not quite. How did we even get on that again? What did we start with? I don't even know. What did, did we introduce ourselves? I'm, no. I'm confused. I don't know, man. I don't know. This has been this has been like. Like we did an interview right before this. I was running around um, similar to the other day. I was giving my kid a bath today, and he just decided to piss all over the floor right before the bath. Um, I was trying to like clean up from dinner, run around. I got a million things. Like we were just talking off air, if you will. Um, this time of year is always seems the busiest. There's something every weekend, and all I want to do is just be left alone on Sunday, if not Saturday, to like get stuff done. And it just never seems to happen. So, what I'm saying is, you guys are privileged to hear us right now. As me and Mike wear matching shirts and 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 hat. It seems like we got a little uniform going on right now. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm going through the same stuff right now. Like, uh, you know, week one was coming out. I'm like, oh man, I get the <laughs> see my team with their new name and all that fun stuff Mm -hmm. and it's like oh well we doggy training at PetSmart is Sundays at 1 it's like oh well at least I get the pregame to get excited before that oh wait when we were on vacation we missed a training session so to make up that training session we had to be there at 12 so I had two hours of doggy training uh, on Sunday and every time there was like a free moment to look at the score and all, my wife's like, concentrate on the dog. We're training her. Concentrate on the dog. <laughs> You're like, uh, the commanders were my dogs before this dog. <laughs> You're like, give your dog a command. You know, commanders? What? what, what, like, what? <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's, it, it becomes frustrating like when you lose complete grasp of any time for yourself or productivity and it's just like when you start to look at the calendar and be like okay well i'm gonna have free time on wednesday from six to seven like you find like an hour chunk of time rather than like a couple days to like get anything done and the house starts falling apart and the laundry starts piling up and the dishes start piling up and cooking becomes like the most arduous task in the world um and i'm sure what we're saying right now is what everybody listening goes through but i may feel like man it's like i said it a lot on the podcast episodes leading up to here now that we've been in a, in a better flow as of late but this summer was just insane and i'm like ah, oh, i can't wait to get to september and things start dying down it's just just not the case oh no well before this episode, my story was like, I'm I'm going through a little work anxiety, a lot of stuff going on. I'm literally like the only person in our department. It's like me and my boss is the quote unquote department, and it's everyday stuff. So, and they try to drag us into projects and everything. But I was telling the wife, I'm like, I'm not 
feeling it tonight. I got a podcast. You know, we're not taking the dogs out to the park. And then she gets depressed. And it's, oh, we didn't take them out. We didn't exercise them. They're going to be kooky tonight, blah, blah, blah. And like, okay, we're going to go to the dog park. We're going there for a few minutes. We're leaving at 7.20. I'm back in plenty of time for tonight's interview. And that's that's go. That's not even factoring the time for you to go around to each dog at the dog park and introduce yourself and say, "Hey, are you a good boy?" I mean, that that probably has to take, I don't know, a good fifteen twenty minutes, right? Well, You're kind, I picture you as like the mayor of the dog park. <laughs> well, tonight was a light set of dogs. You know, we there's a few dogs that we've met before, so it was pretty quiet. The night before, there was really like. 20 dogs at one point ah dog park stressed me out man well i mean I'm, i was stressed but callie's been good she'll she'll bark the entire time she's there but she's good she doesn't attack any of them and that's good Leia's enjoying herself she gets she, she's got a little learning to do about you know just understanding some of the playing and all because she got a little mad with one dog and she was showing teeth but uh she seems to enjoy it and everything, but uh, we got out of the dog park at like 7.25, and we made good time. I hit traffic perfectly coming back. I'm like, all right, I don't feel like eating leftovers. I'm going to make a quick stop at Taco Bell for dinner, mm-hmm. and I forgot the factor. Southerners are the slowest mofos when it comes to yeah. anything with fast food. Uh, number one... Every person is at every fast food joint at every minute of the I was just going to say, Southerners love fast food, in my experience, being down south. Easily, when I pulled up, like, anywhere, minimum eight cars ahead. Mm-hmm. Always, always. So I'm like, all right, I'll put it in the app, and I'll just say I'm right here and figure they'll pick it up like that. And they, I was in there for like 15, 20 minutes, and I had to tell them three times where I ordered wow. before they finally did. So, so it's like seven fifty, way, way past where I wanted to be to do that. I'm still relatively close to home, but my wife's got a regular hacking cough going, so oh. she needed cough drops. So I had to. <laughs> I had to drive to the Walgreens. Yep. Meanwhile, Callie's in the front seat. She's blocking me from putting in my seatbelt. So I can't use my seatbelt as I'm driving. Mm-hmm. She's in front of everything. She's trying to get into the Taco Bell. The other dog's in the back, locked up, like sniffing, trying to muster getting out of her seatbelt to get Taco Bell. But it's fine. Get into Walgreens. Sprint through there. Got the... Got the cough shots, put it back there. Again, the car, still Cali won't let me put on my seatbelt. So I'm like, all right, let's live dangerously. I'm speeding. <laughs> I got a loose dog. I'm not in my seatbelt. If there was some cop out there crying, man, I never meet my quota, he would have had a field day with all right, me. So, so let me let me slow you down for a minute. So the image right now, if I'm hearing correctly, is you driving with loose tacos rolling around the car. Um with a dog on your lap and no seatbelt, um, well, and another dog running around at the same time. Well, the other dog is belted, but she smells a taco belt. <laughs> but she's trying to get up there. Yeah. So as I'm driving, I'm just instructing my wife, give me a burrito. 
and as I'm like speeding, <laughs> I'm like I'm like Joey Chestnutting this the Taco Bell burrito down my throat. I'm like, give me the other burrito. She accidentally gave me the chalupa, so I have to do like a side head to like chomp into this as I'm driving, as I'm speeding without a seatbelt to get back for it. And then literally we get into the house. 758 for an eight mm-hmm. o'clock interview. Yep. And I'm yelling at the dogs, get in, get in, get in. Grab the the computer. Grab the bag from my wife. She shoved the Taco Bell in the bag with the <laughs> hostages. I'm like, just give me everything. Had to find the other burrito. Sprint downstairs. As I'm going downstairs, shoving burrito in my mouth to try to get the setup done and i got ready at 801 you did you did i will say like we always like say we do eight o'clock we usually log on at 755 or something like that just to see each other first and i'm like okay well there's one band member entered i'm like oh crap uh second band member entered i'm like oh hey mikey here and then, uh, sure enough, Mikey shows up. Uh, he's got a little taco sweat on his forehead, and he's uh, <laughs> he's ready to uh, he's ready to rock. So nothing. He, he didn't miss a beat. He didn't miss a beat. He's a real professional, shoving burritos in his mouth, flying down the highway with two dogs on his lap. But uh, yep. And as I told our guests, Scott told me, and oh well, just wait till he has to leave for uh, going to the bathroom. And I'm like, no, no, you guys are coming with us. Yep. <laughs> Um, and you haven't gone to the bathroom yet, so I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you, bud. I'm proud of you. Actually, uh, remember when you said, give me three minutes? Take <laughs> advantage of that three minutes. <laughs> Believe me, it went up there. Uh, got it. Gone. And this will go to our one fan that comments all the time about our comments about bodily fluid. Doubling down, Groovy Joan. Doubling down. We, we, that's our that's verbal shenanigans uh, body fluid segment brought to you by Kohl's. Kohl's Cash. Uh, get it now. Sweet discounts daily. Uh, <laughs> I forgot to tag him in last week's episode. Oh, way to go, Mike. Sure way to go. You had one jump. No. Um, anyway, so we're going to actually, uh, I think we're going to put this interview that we're talking about. Um, on this week's episode so um so we are gonna segue here right to our our interview we are joined by um two members of a band that have been around for quite a long time um big in that 90s kind of new metal boom that came out and um uh, there's you probably know their song bodies let the body let the fly let the body you know it's a song you've seen it in uh, all sorts of videos and viral things and whatnot, and uh, their lead singer passed away. They've been been doing it for for that long, and they're on their third singer, who's now been the longest member of the band. And we have that singer. His his name is uh, Jason Moreno, and the guitar player C.J. Pierce of the band Drowning Pool are going to be joining us right now. So um, they've been a long time band. They got a new album coming out, and we're going to hear all about that and. Uh, you could listen closely and see if you hear uh, Mike cleaning up any tacos during the interview. So here is our interview with Drowning Pool. All right, first off, uh, CJ, Jason, I want to welcome you guys to the uh, Verbal Shenanigans podcast. I want to thank you guys for uh, for giving us a few minutes here. It's uh, it's it's cool to see, like right off the bat, like to see a band like you guys still still putting out new music um after 
I mean, this band's, you know, just, just reading up on them and, and hearing things had a lot of ups and downs and we're, we're post-pandemic here and that shut down a lot of artists. So it's really cool to see you guys out there pushing again and out there making new music. So um, uh, my first question is, it's pretty crazy to think that you guys started in 96, okay? So we're, we're, getting, we're getting close to, you know... Uh, almost 30 years, you know, a couple of years, it's going to be 30 years of this band. So I, I guess this question is more for, for Jason. What, what is the secret to kind of keeping this going and, and getting along and actually liking your bandmates and, and staying creative? Um, <laughs> man, what's the secret? <laughs> I think it, it's, Nine, has it really been thirty years? I'm sidetracked by that. Not, not yet, not yet. You have, you have four years, but mm. well, it speaks uh, speak testament to them, to their character, and how they're able to, you know, stay true to the band. And I, I think I'm just grateful to be along for the ride. Honestly, they got a handle, man. They they've seen it all, done it all, and, and how I'm about, still learning. How about you, CJ? What what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, man, because it's coming up on 30. I'm just going to stick with the 20-year center anniversary. <laughs> yeah. From there. Don't skip ahead too far. You know, yeah, but we came up on the scene. Jason came up on the scene with us as well, 96. So he's been around just as long. Been in the band for, you know, 10-plus years now. Right. And, uh, you know, it's a lot of ups and downs, man. It's yeah. a lot of frustrations. We've been through a few different labels, management, all those things. And then we finally, you know, get to this point. Um, we've been more solid than ever before. You know, all four of us, again, we play more shows together, written more songs together, and, uh, made this amazing record and then the pandemic happens we have to wait sit on it for like another three years man yeah. so it's it's awesome it's finally out but um i don't know i think the secret you know we're all very passionate um, about music i mean we're all very very passionate we're all songwriters we all write together um we all bring something to the table and and i think at the end of the day you know the love for music and wanting to write music is just what cuts through all the other bullshit that comes along with it you know right. mm-hmm. And the new album is Strike a Nerve. Uh, just out of curiosity, I mean, being a rock fan growing up, like when you guys make an album now, is it, are you making it saying, I want to hit the um, our core base of fans and rock people? Or do you still have somebody in your ear like, yo, we got to get some of these TikTok kids into Drowning Pool. You got to help us out. Um, we don't we don't think any of those things at least i haven't you know i write what i feel i feel like we all write what we feel i mean i'm conscious of what's going on around us and, and how the world has evolved but um there's never been any moment a point where it's like writing specifically to fit this or that you know it's it's being more true and honest to what i want to write what i want to feel it's like our art and then you know hopefully you know fans will relate to that in some sort of way you know because you're writing you know true experience recording in progress so uh, that's really where we come from. It's never been, you know, should we kind of curtail it to, to fit with this or that, you know. I think just being straight up honest rock band, you know, I think that'll get your attention. Striking her, right? Yeah, yeah. So, Jason, let me. I, I'm always fascinated by guys who um, who come into to bands that are already established and kind of have to feel their way <laughs> in. And now you're coming in. The, the third thing, I mean, now you've been here for quite a long time, but what is... What is that like for a guy, even if you know, even if you knew them and you're friends with them? But what is it like that balance between okay, I got to kind of fill in some of the old, fill in somebody else's shoes a little bit, but you got to also bring your own flavor to the band? What is that adjustment like, especially early on? Uh, 
You know, it's been quite the learning experience that I'm grateful for. I think um, being a musician and sharing that journey with, with guys in the band, I've learned so much. So I'm very grateful for that. Obviously, it, it, it comes with a, a, a sense of pressure, you know, but it's not a negative mm-hmm. pressure. It's just a great opportunity to, to further the journey. You know, and I have learned so much. So now, from that's what, what I, it's like. From what I've read up, Jason, is it true you had a panic attack auditioning for them? <laughs> no, not 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 so much at the audition because you know, I, I, as I think it's been mentioned several times, um, we've known each other a very very long time. You know, I knew Dave and um, Johnny pulled being on the local Dallas scene. I was an arrival. Um, I say rival loosely. We weren't on each other's throats, but you know, it's a smaller scene and we're all chasing the same thing and judge mm-hmm. ourselves against each other. So they were a headlining act. We were a headlining act. That's how far we go back. So right. not so much at the audition, but you know, I think my head was still spinning. And one of our very first shows together was a, a huge festival with, you know, Tesla and Molly crew. And it was a lot. And yeah, it did freak out. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, didn't want to go on. And Steve uh, basically just said, get it together, bro. It's yeah. going to be fine. <laughs> and then we went and did it. So it's it's been a lot of pressure. It's a good pressure. Now, is, it, is that something you deal, you've deal you dealt with before? Or was that like a, <clears throat> like a one and done type of thing? Uh, that, that was the very worst of it. I mean, you know, right. we all go through uh, stage fright or whatever. But I don't know. It was just one thing to be, uh, you know, uh, a local weekend rocker, which I'm not speaking down to that. It, it is what it is. And to suddenly go from a couple hundred people to thousands and thousands of people. Right. It's crazy. So mm. I think that was kind of a one-off. Mm. So now, now I'm like looking for redemption. Now, yeah. Let's do, let's <laughs> get back to that. First, man, that was the very first one. <laughs> Probably should have played a club show before we did that instead of just throwing the wolves like that. <laughs> just think you're saying, man, we're just going for 20,000 right. people. Let's see what happens. Yeah, that's what we're that's what we're aimed at, right? And we we want redemption. Like we made it through that, but we'll go and kick the shit out of that if we get that opportunity again. Now, CJ, I want to piggyback that question almost to you too. Um, You know, he came into the band as a, a newer singer. Um, and fitting in what is that like for you right you've the band had you know smash hits highs festivals and you lose a singer and get another and and what is that like for you bringing in these guys and the expectation and 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 trying to find okay you're like uh the the elder statesman of the band what is that like bringing in a new guy is it exciting with new energy is it nerve-wracking at first what what is it like well, going through that time when we first got Jason, yeah, it's been it's been frustrating, you know. Um, you know, obviously with a, a band where the, the singer passed away, and, and that alone, you know, is, yep. is a lot. You know, as a fan, you know, I'm guilty of it. Like when Allison Chains came out with the new singer, I'm like, nobody's gonna be like Lance and look look at them, man. That dude's amazing. Like, yeah, yeah, he is. So um, the same with us. Like Mike, Steve, and myself, we've been friends since high school. We love writing music together. Um, we just want to put out great songs and great music, and, and we had to go through a few singers, you know, to find the right guy to get to the right person. I know it's, you know, it's ups and downs to kind of flip and script for some of our fans, but it's all in working towards, you know, being better and better yourselves, writing better songs and getting the right musicians in the band. And, and again, we knew Jason since, you know, we got started, you know, in the local scene and, uh, you know, we played shows together. We 
Bob and friends. So um, it was, yeah, it's been exciting ever since Jay's been in the band. And, and again, we have better communication and, you know, Jason writes, you know, plays all kinds of instruments, all of us do now. And it's, it's awesome to, you know, be able to be in a place where you can bring out your ideas and, and also, you know, help other people with their ideas. And, and they help me get mine to a better level. And all four of us love everything that we've written on this record. You know, every single part, man, we worked harder on this thing than anything. Um, and here it is, it's finally coming out, right? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of that piggybacking. Like, is it really happening now? It's been the breaks have been on for a long time. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I want to kind of ask you. So you guys are working on this in February 2019, and you finish it, and obviously the world kind of shuts down. What caused you to say, okay, we're going to hold on to this until things open up, or was there any discussions of, hey, let's give the fans something new to kind of listen to while we get through this? Yeah, the whole situation was frustrating, and it just it became a, a better to wait, better to wait, you know, um, to wait it out. And also, we signed with, you know, Universal Records, and, you know, with them, you know, you want to be touring while you put a record out. And obviously, last three years, you couldn't do much touring and playing at all. Yeah. So um, we, mm. we had to wait it out, um, like everyone else. So it's been an interesting experience, you know. I, uh, you know, everybody experience it in different ways you know mike and i started doing some electrical work again because we're not playing shows yeah you know? we got yeah take care of and, and uh you know definitely have a, a different outlook on, on, on life and everything so i'm curious to see what we're going to start writing for the next one but we got this one coming out now but uh, well no that's what i was curious about like we've talked to you know the pandemic was great for what we do honestly because we got to talk to so many amazing artists who were yeah yeah sure we'll do the interview we're home you know like so we talked to all these amazing artists and we really it it was really eye-opening hearing like how different some people use the pandemic time as this super creative like uh almost reset button to make music some people couldn't handle it so i'm curious how you know you guys were in a little bit of interesting situation where you had this album ready to go um, right. and then you're waiting. So what is, what is drowning pool life during the pandemic? Was it, are you, were you able to write new, like, do you have to have a catalog of music ready to go for like albums or did you just kind of exist? Well, how did you guys deal with the pandemic? I think we all did it differently, but uh, yeah, you know, I kind of went dark. It was the uh, first time ever in my life because I, I love playing guitar, I love playing music, writing, recording. And, um, yeah, I, I, I just I stopped everything for a minute, which was a trip for me. Um, so, yeah, everything kind of shut down. I think I went dark for a couple of years. So wow. <laughs> I'm out of the dark cloud. But that's that's where I went. Yeah. How, how, how about you, Jason? Yeah. Well, man, I handled it about as poorly as possible. Oh, boy. I think in that sense. Um, on the one hand, uh, I was very grateful for the time at home to center myself with my family that was amazing but uh on the artistic side with the band man i I thought we were done i thought it was over i was outside of my mind with uh frustration at having to wait and i know that sounds selfish but it is what it is man and they know man i let them i let them know i apologize for that but yeah (laughs) very very <laughs> no, I appreciate the, uh, dude, the honesty. It's a, it's a mind trip. It's a mind fuck, dude. Because like, we really, I mean, dude, we finally come together. This is Drown Pool. Jason's been, like I said, he's been in the band longer than anybody else. Right. Yeah. We've written songs mm-hmm. together. You know, with this record, you know, just to tell you a little bit about it, you know, Strike the Nerve. You know, Jason took the time because um, he does have a, a, an amazing range. But, you know, there's some other side projects and stuff he's done in the past. Jason 
that uh, songs are in just E standard, drop D, drop C, drop E. So um, something I, I can't believe we didn't do this before, but um, with Jason, we tried the songs in different tunings to see which one you know, worked best for Jason to express how he's singing. Um, writing for the you know the singer for the vocal line, the, the melody. Um, we all write together, you know, again, lyrics and music. And I thought that was really amazing of him to take the time to do that and the patience. Um, there's five different tunings on this record, so every song just sounds as powerful as it can um, with, with Jason's voice. So, um, so we did all these things. There's a lot of other little stuff, European stuff I, I did. Uh, you know, we're a metal band that's in your face. We're not like a non-essentials, you know, industrial band, but there's I definitely have a lot of stuff going on mm -hmm. in the background, but we keep it low. It's more of a, you know, you know, just fun with the cans on. It's not really a part of the thing. Um, so here's this amazing record that we all love, and then we just all had to stop. You know, like Jason said, I thought, man, we did this. Good. We finally made that great one that we wanted to do, and now yeah. we can't do anything. You know, so it was, it was the mind. We had it really messed with all of our heads. It, it's nice to come out of that. Now it's still, you know, mm. it still is it okay to come out yeah. the house? Uh, yeah, still feel like that. <laughs> now you got these. You got these songs, and like you're you're now able to play them. Does it like? I don't know. I'm just trying to picture writing something almost three years ago and not being really able to give that to an audience. And now you're like, okay, mm. like, does it almost feel like you got to learn the songs that you had ready again? Like, okay, now we got to retool again with these new songs, but they're not that new to us. Right. It, it's definitely like that. Um, because, you know, sometimes in the studio, you kind of make some changes last minute, right. things like that. Also, uh, <clears throat> yeah, you just, I just, I mean, for me, I went dark. I wasn't, playing my guitar or listening to anything it's wild so it's the thing about it is the feeling that yeah because you write music how you feel you record it you put it out and I'm, i feel a lot different than it did five years ago <laughs> when we wrote this stuff so we're playing these songs and they're so heavy like they're heavier than i'd say i remember because i'm not sitting around listening to our new record every single day for the last three years <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i love it I, yes i listen to it but playing it now i can't wait but uh no i didn't spend the last three years listening to it so it's just like damn this is heavy. This is aggressive, man. We're raw. You can feel it. You can hear mm. Jimmy's voice. And, and I'm like, I'm not that, I'm happier now. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like it's an inter interesting, um, I don't feel like many bands have ever gone through kind of that thing where you had an album any time in history really where you oh i have this album i'm ready to put it out i can't. I can't play the whole world shut down. I really think the like you guys. Band I know, like, that was Faith Moore. I didn't mean to cut you off. But yeah. when they had uh, Angel Dust, they put Angel Dust out, and it didn't hit. No, I'm sorry. It was the one before that. And they, they toured for three years, and then they wrote Angel Dust, and then they had the big hit, and they had to tour another three years on it. So they had <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. I, I remember reading that. I'm a big Mike Patton fan. So they had um, Angel Dust ready to go, and then they had to wait. It's so. crazy. Yeah. I, and I bet you that's going to happen more and more now as these songs are catching on with, like, you, like that song from Stranger Things, you know, like the Kate Bush yeah. song. Like, I bet mm. you she could do a world tour right now on a song that's 40 years old, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that, that's wild how big that song Yeah. Mm. I mean, you guys talk about, you know, I mean, we've known Drowning Pool forever, 10 songs or whatever. You, I'm just kind of curious. Uh, you both have families and all. Do your kids look at you like this is my cool dad and he's rocking out and blah blah blah, or is it just <laughs> like, Daddy, go play guitar in another room? Like my friends are here. I don't want to get embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna let Jason go first, and I would got some food. Oh man, my kids are grown. I'm into. Uh, I have grandchildren now. So. Wow. 
<laughs> so yeah, I, I have a six-year-old grandson and a one-year-old granddaughter. So it's like that's amazing. Playtime all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so so, do the, so they, don't, they don't they don't quite they don't quite understand what I do. Um, and my older sons, uh, they're doing their own musical thing now. So they're yeah, like they got their own band. That's awesome. They're blazing their own trails now. Yeah. What, what's their band name? If anybody's listening, and wants to check it out. Uh, you know, I'm a terrible father because I, 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 <laughs> I know, um, Did they change the name again? Is, he's like a singer. Well, they had a, a, a metal band and it was called, uh, in blood. And then it was called, Oh hell. I don't know. I have to get back to it. I'll text you. Yeah. They were awesome though. They <laughs> don't worry my, my dad doesn't listen to the podcast either so it's it's yeah. okay yeah <laughs> oh i do listen to it and um it's like uh you heard of juice world and drake and stuff like that yep they're doing mm-hmm. stuff they're doing stuff like that so my son he goes by kenzo king he's a fantastic singer and i have another son coming up as well uh, so amazing how about you cj yeah, yeah my son uh, he's about he's gonna turn 23 next week i can't believe that but um, he's all about it. It's cool. It's, I love it when he's at the shows. He plays a little bit, um, but music, you know, it's not his passion. Uh, he's been in the Army for a while. Um, my oldest daughter, she's doing her thing in Oklahoma. I don't think she sees much about the music. I think she likes other styles of stuff, which is cool. And then uh, I have a six-year-old daughter who's just now realizing what's going on, which is fun. And then I have a uh, 20-month-old. And she was in the studio with me last night, playing all the keys and different sounds. And she, I think she's going to be the, mu- the music one out of them. She's always beating on stuff. I don't know if it's just that's, she likes music or she's yeah. one of those kids that beat other kids. I hope she's not like that. I hope she's a drummer <laughs> thing. That's the I stuff we're gonna. We're, that's the stuff you were talking about in the in the earphones, right? It's your, your <laughs> you just recorded yeah, that. Right? Yeah. That's just my daughter hitting whatever keys. <laughs> and throwing it on yeah. yeah. Oh, random. <laughs> it's cool it's really cool um so tell us about this new album okay tell like this new this new four-year-old album that you got um it's coming out (laughs) it's come out and tell us tell us how you're going you guys are supporting it and and where people are going to be catching you guys guys soon because i know like we're interviewing people if they're just listening audio wise uh cj's in the car right now he said he's ready to go in into rehearsal space so so tell us what's uh what's going on with this we're we're doing um a handful of new songs, uh, probably more so than we have in the past. But um, and put, you know, play everything off center. We're gonna give you all your favorite songs, but it's gonna be fun for us to play a lot of these new songs. They're so strong, we feel I feel great about it. You might not know the song yet or heard it yet, but I know when we're playing it in that room, we're throwing down on it. So there's no way I don't think our fans would not be into it. Know that, that this is us, but to like the next level. Uh, there's a lot of cool lyrics on it. You know, hate against hate. This world is a test. That's the first line you hear. And Jay wrote that before Lance Epic, like he knew he had these permissions or something. Yeah. And the song just fits right away, man. Um, you know, there's a lot of great tunes on here, man. Stay and Bleed is an awesome, awesome song. Uh, you know, when, you know, Jay and I, we're passionate. We're getting real passionate with each other. That song's about our passion. Now, are you guys are you guys kicking off a tour? Or are you getting ready to, to oh, tour? Oh, yeah. The tour starts on September 26th. Okay, in, uh, Memphis. perfect. We're, playing, uh, we're doing a three-week run, um, and then we're home for a week or two, and then we do like, another three-week leg with it. So it's like six weeks. Um, we have a band called Through Fire that's with us, um, a guy named Kirk Dimer, and a band called Black Satellite. And they're all sound freaking great. I haven't met everyone yet um, personally, but I can't wait to see these dudes. I love all their music, so it's going to be a, a great fit. 
Fantastic. Now, along with listening to you guys on the radio growing up, I, being a wrestling fan, I've heard your music all the time. You were the boy, uh, the song for WrestleMania 20. I remember SummerSlam. You were even the SmackDown uh, theme song for a while. Yeah, I'm just curious, have you guys hung out with any wrestlers or get into them at whatsoever, or was it just like a business kind of thing? Man, I was awesome in the beginning because we had a lot of connections with it. And our music, I think, fits well with wrestling, you know, sports, um, video games. It's just that's just the style of music we play. I guess that's just what it fits with, if you will. Um, I'd love to get back to uh, the wrestling. I don't know who's running what now, but call us up. We got all these new songs. It might work for those guys. But, um, yeah, we did WrestleMania 18. And um, I met a few people's uh, Undertaker, right? And uh, mm-hmm. so I'm standing there watching because it was us Saliva was playing. I backed up and stepped on somebody's foot. And I turned around. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, sorry. He's like, oh, hey, it's cool, man. He's looking like monstrous. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go stand over here. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, we had a couple of guys that night. But, um, yeah, I haven't, you know, really got to hang out with those dudes. But uh, I love wrestling. It's entertaining as hell. Hmm. That was awesome. You know, I'm glad, like I said at the beginning of the year, I'm glad, I love seeing bands stick together and figure it out and, and, and staying creative and inspired and whatnot. So I really want to thank the two of you for coming on the show and, and giving us a few minutes. Um, my last question for you guys before you go, and please go check out their album, uh, Strike a Nerve. Um, my last question for, before you guys go is, I'm not going to call you guys aren't old, but you now have been at this for a long time. And you say you were talking about it before perspectives change and your family comes into it and whatnot. How has like your um, like writing and and time management and touring life? Like, how has that all changed as you guys have kind of gotten older and have all these other responsibilities? Like, if you were to look back at 96 and you look back now, what are the major differences you see? For me, um, you know, very fortunate and always totally grateful that, you know, bodies, everybody's familiar with the song that, you know, took off. And, mm-hmm. and dude, it's a great, it's a fun song. We love playing it every night. And, uh, I know people have fun and make, you know, fun versions of it. I sit around my house and, and have all, like 10 other versions of bodies myself just having fun with it. It's just a fun song. Yeah. And um, <laughs> glad that it's, it's around and, and people know us. But, uh, you know, we were touring um, and I was able to, you know, write more um, and, and in between touring, be able to be at home. And I, I approached it like a job. I, I get up in the morning, and I'm at least eight hours a day, 10 hours a day. I'm working on music when I'm not touring. You know, I'm like, if all my friends and family people have to go to work, I'm going to work on music. I love it. It's part of my life. So I had a very, you know, pretty steady regimen. And also, not only, you know, I write, I try to write everything and anything, a lot of different styles. I love jazz and blues. I grew up in New Orleans. Um, I love funk music. I love my parts in metal. So I think it's good to write a lot of different styles and things. And I had the time to do that. But now, you know, pandemic and all, you know, Mike and I go to work all day long, <laughs> do electrical work. And then you come home, you got, you got to be kids, so you're like, I do laundry. And you're like, yeah. you know, I get five minutes of guitar. So I'm looking forward to, um, going back on tour and then usually after the show I like to write because I'm so amped up you know if the energy from the show it's a great time to come up with new riffs because you're still all pumped up and, uh, that's interesting so I'm looking forward to up. yeah I come up with a lot of ideas on the road and then when I come home I put them together it's my my kind of thing so I haven't been able to do that the last three years so I'm I'm kind of jonesing to write um, I have a lot of stuff stored up and just in my head and feelings and you know express it in music so that that's for me how's that for you Jay? um yeah, what you said. I think, uh, man, time management. 
we've had so much time to not do music. I think it's, I feel re-energized. I think, I think all of us are, are raring to go. We're super proud of the record. And, uh, personally, uh, I'm trying to learn. I, I can't force it. I gotta be patient. And man, does it pay off because, because when it hits, it all goes crazy. So I'm super excited. I have plenty of time. Let's rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's rock, man. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Guys, good luck on the tour. Good luck with the album. Um, you know, like I said, uh, you should be proud of the fact that you're able to keep this thing going and, and still make your, your fans happy. And we're, we're, we're very happy to talk to you. So thank you guys so much. And uh, I hope to talk to you in the future when you, when the next album comes out. Thanks, man. You guys always welcome to a show, man. If we're planning your town, awesome. just get us up. We'll open up the back door. Got a couple cold beers for you. Sounds perfect. Awesome. And now, of curiosity, will Guantanamo Bay be a part of any of the tour? Guantanamo Bay is not on this one, but we've done no. it twice. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, you know, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna torture people with our music every night. Come to our show and torture with our music because you gotta listen. <laughs> Thank you guys so much, and uh, stay safe out there. All right. All right. Thank you guys, man. And uh, the conversation, yeah. CJ and Jason of Drowning Pool, uh, Mike, you made you made it through the interview. You you you, you did it. You you got it done. Um, you revealed to the audience that you you took a slight bathroom break before we started this. So, um, how are you feeling now? Are you are are you good? I'm feeling good, Scotty. Pepto's uh, <laughs> in the tummy, so we're it's, everything is settling down and. You know, it's kind of like dog park and all. We just got to get everything mingling together and happy and all that. We don't want any fights or anything. Yeah, so dude. We're all good. Uh, dog dog parks? I was thinking about before. I remember I don't take my dog anymore. He's 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 older. He's kind of like, he's kind of stuck in his ways, you know. Like, I, I've noticed he's a little grumpier with, like, young dogs getting in his face. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, he's 11 years old. He's a half bulldog, so... Um, he's he's more of a couch potato these days than ever. But I mean, we have a we have a decent sized yard now for him for him to roam and whatnot. But I remember going to the dog park and all these like golden retrievers and huskies would be running around in joy and playing with the toy and getting crazy. And my dog would like be patrolling the outside fence of the dog park like like the kid who didn't fit in at the birthday party um and he would always be fine and two dogs he would be fine with one dog but as soon as the third dog like came in and there was like three noses on one thing he would lose it he, you know and then I would, I would pull him away like a responsible dog owner but i cannot tell you how many times i have seen every single person who dog acts up they're like the first thing they say oh it's this is the first time he never he never acts like this um and they're always like they're always strange people and i remember taking him to a dog park by my um by my parents house in in seawar in new jersey and and it was a lot smaller and there's this big (laughs) pit bully looking thing some kind of mix and, you know, my dog's roaming around, and this dog won't leave him alone, won't leave him alone. And I'm like, you know, you get in between these dogs, you don't really know <laughs> what the hell 
um, their background is and whatnot. And I'm trying to like get in between and trying to be like, oh, you know, Obi, go this way, go this way, go play over here or throw him something. And this dog won't leave him alone. Won't won't leave him alone. Sure enough, and and the lady is definitely like a crackhead. Like you know, you could just tell. It's like couple teeth uh you know she's just talking to her dog like a like a person i think it had a person's name <laughs> it was probably like jeff <laughs> you know like um Gerardo, get down Gerardo. <laughs> and she um and sure enough the dogs get back together at one point and uh, their their fight breaks out over a toy, and this dog is like mounted over my dog, like ready, like breathing heavy over his neck, and just like, Arr! and I'm like, whoa, 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 and I like pull my dog out of there, and he kind of like goes around, and I'm like, get him out of here, get him out of here, and she turns around and kicks my dog in the stomach, like full on, like blast him, like. Again, he's like, arr, arr. like hunter strength, like you know, good enough where he, she kicked my dog. She didn't like nudge him out of the way with a foot. Yeah, and I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And she's like, well, what is he doing? I'm like, I've been telling you the whole time to keep him away, keep him away. And like, my dog was like, he's kind of like, uh, he got over it pretty quickly, but you could tell it like hurt and it was awkward and like. That was one of the last times I, I think I went to the dog park. I just done it was like a prison yard. Mm. I remember I remember two stories with your dog. The first one I remember this was pre my wife, pre having any other dogs. You went to a wedding and you asked me to watch Obi mm-hmm. and I you brought him over to my apartment. Right. Yep. Complex and we hung out for a day. And you guys didn't say when you were coming back, and it was like eleven some in the morning the next day. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, your parents must be out. I don't know if they're hanging with anybody. We're gonna let's have a, let's go to a dog park. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I Google dog parks and nothing I could find in the area. So I was driving to Morristown, and I'm driving with your dog and. You know me with dogs. I'm so I'm like, oh boy, we got an adventure. We're going to the dog park, and I kid you not, as I'm like literally entering the parking lot, you text me, "Be there in five minutes." I'm like, Son of a! <laughs> like my whole day was ruined. I'm like I was going to have a dog adventure, and I wasn't going to be the weird one because I didn't have an actual dog with me. You ruined my dog adventure. <laughs> Until we experience it, <laughs> I will be back in five hours, and you will pick him up. <laughs> Meanwhile, that was the day. Apparently, you got hammered at the wedding. I know exactly uh, what wedding you're talking about. Yeah, yeah I, I threw up behind a dumpster like, on the way home from Chester. I was yep. about to say <laughs> <laughs> projectile vomiting, so I had to say I'm in Morristown. You guys are going to have to wait. Where apparently you were like in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that wedding. I uh, I think I drank a good amount. I don't know. it, And I was perfectly fine at night. Went to bed. Remember everything. Got up. Ate breakfast. And then I don't know what it was. Maybe it's just I, did, I didn't hydrate at all or something. But I remember getting in that car. And all of a sudden, I was just like... Poof. 
like the sweats coming. I started getting di- like the window down. Like had my head out the door like a dog, like out the window. <laughs> Just, and then I remember passing. I'm like, you got to pull over. You got to pull over. You got to pull over. And I was trying to make it to the bathroom. I'm like, nope, going behind the dumpster. <laughs> it was great. It was great. It's so funny you say that. Or I just passed that place. We were driving somewhere, and I'm like, hey, remember that place? And she's like, oh, yeah, 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 I remember Good that place. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, the other time uh, we watched Obi, and this is when I had Cali, and we realized our apartment complex had, I'll say, quote-unquote, dog park. Right. And this dog park, at best, is, it's probably, like, 50 feet wide, but it's like it's nothing it's just like literally a, a a rectangle gate there is nothing to it but it's like your dogs can come here and take a dump or whatever right and i we took the two in and this guy uh brought in his golden retriever and i, I think you told me stories before like how you <laughs> How Obi and like Joe Fernandez's dog, when they get together, they just attack other dogs. They're like tag teaming, uh, sort of. Kind of, and it was kind of the same thing where this guy he was so nice, and then like Callie was still dog aggressive, so she was going after the dog. And then I would call him down, and then like what? As my back is turned, like a referee in a wrestling, like <laughs> her tag team partner comes in, and Obi's going. Oh my god, Obi's in on it too. Yeah, and this is going back and forth, and I got so sick of it at one point. Like, Callie, like, and no point was it like, oh, the dog is injured or anything like that, but it's just the poor thing is just like, what's going on? It got to one point where I picked up Callie, I put her nose by the dog's butt, and I kept yelling at her, bite him, bite him, I dare you, bite him. And it was just a weird moment where I'm like trying to. be dominant with her yeah at the same time looking back i'm like there's no damn way she knew what the hell i was doing i just picture her real confused face like (laughs) as you're yelling (laughs) yeah and Uh, and my dog too we do it his butt (laughs) my my dog is um he is deceivingly heavy like he's a he's low to the ground he's he's wide because he's got a bulldog body but, like, I remember my friend watched him, and he went to put him in his truck or something like that, and he was like, oh, like, like he didn't he didn't get it right on the first lift, you know what I mean? Like, he had to do, like, the second with, like, my dog's like a bag of cement, like, where it's it's long, and it's kind of, like, awkward to, to carry. He's, like, he's, like, 72 pounds. He's always been that, he's been that way since, like, his second year alive, and, um... People don't realize how heavy he is. Like, he throws his weight around. And then if you get him on a leash, he's never been fantastic on a leash. Like, I remember my mom. My mom watched him all the time. And she'd be like, yeah, I think I'm going to take him for a walk today. I'm like, and there's my, like, you know, my mom in her late 60s. <laughs> you know, like, I'm like, ooh, you know, like, I just picture him dragging her <laughs> down the block. Um, because when he gets that weight going, it, there's just no chance. There's no chance. He pulls me, you know. Yeah. There's no brakes on that system. It's just when he's off, you just got to pray. You get an uphill coming up. Yeah, and my dog is a he's a food ninja. He is so much smarter than he, he comes off as like a dumb, fun dog. But if he... If he catches you in one weakness, if you, if you let your food go for 
a second, <laughs> he is somehow on it. And he'll lull you to sleep. Like, I remember last year I had a barbecue. And all these kids around and everyone's playing. And he's, being, he's behaving like an angel. Behaving like an angel. Food comes out. Everybody eats. And they start to put, you know, put your plates down. Because everyone, everyone's comfortable with them now, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And then it was like a switch turned on. He started sniping little kids left and right. All of a sudden I hear, ah! like, what happened? Obi got my pizza. Ah! Obi got my burger. It was like, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> picking picking kids off left he feeds on the weak man he is an absolute genius when it comes to getting food i remember people being over in my old house and we had pizza and like they'd be hanging there with their pizza slice in their hand and he leaped onto the couch and then off the couch and grabbed the pizza like mid-air and just ran away like dude was a is a savage He's a ninja, man. It's a man. <laughs> he, Bulldog Ninja. Put that in our uh, list of movies that we got a copy of. <laughs> Sounds like something Chris Farley would be in, you know? <laughs> 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 and, and I don't know, man. He just. Um, I know he, he ate your sandwich one time. I think you put it down for like maybe 30 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. So. I guess he just got your son's uh, sandwich, as I hear. Yeah, so, son's crying. He probably Obi probably stole his food. Um, yeah, hold on one Which second. Which is weird because he gets breastfed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, America. Yes. But anyway, um, yeah, he. I remember one time we had a party and everyone's drinking and whatever, and we ordered pizzas and. Naturally, everyone either passes out or goes to sleep. And I know when I went to bed, there were at least three pizzas left. Woke up in the morning, nothing left. Nothing. A box on the floor. And that whole day, he's just like, <sighs> like breathing. <laughs> breathing, ha- breathing heavily with just like that look of guilt on his face. Like subtle dog smile. Smile, uh, but yeah, he's a beast. Yeah, and for for a seventy two pound uh, low rider, that that dog can move when he's motivated, man. Oh man, it's just out control beast and on. <laughs> the funny thing is, they will not stop un- until it's all gone. There is no yeah. I think I can't fit anymore in there. It's like. No, it's here. No, it's, it's, it's going it, in. It's like a meth addict. They're gonna take it all down till it's gone, you know, and then yep. work and on the next one. If they vomit it up, they'll just put it back in. It's like where do you think you're going? <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Dogs are crazy. Yeah, and like the other part, I, I mean, I love going to dog parks, but like n- nobody really maintains them. So I always like as we were out there. I've come to the conclusion, like, my legs were just, like, chewed up by mosquitoes or or fleas or something like that. Like, I go home, and, like, my entire legs are just full of, like, red dots, man. It's just insane. Yeah. And I'm not... Do you know... Ever heard about this? Like, I did this because, like, as the one time we went to the dog park, it, like, my entire leg was, like, insane red dots or whatever. Apparently, like, the inside of the banana peel can cure mosquito bites. Okay. So, like, I was, I, I had to try it that night. Okay. I had, uh, we had, like, an old brown banana. I had to peel <laughs> it out. Like, 
I'm just, I'm just like, picturing you like, out. all right, I got like after the, all right, I guess I got to eat this banana too. And like, oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, it was like one of the more ripe ones. I'm like, I don't want to eat it. I don't want to waste it. So, <laughs> so, I, so I put down basically a banana slushy yeah. down my throat. And then I, I took the peels and I rubbed it all over <laughs> my legs. Uh-huh. And it, and it did work. They went away the next day. I was like shocked. I had to like shoo away like Leia because she kept on trying to like lick. No, because you, now legs. you, now you like, had. No, t- no, my mosquito bites won't go away. Now, no, no. Now you had tasty banana legs. Yeah. <laughs> Which, if we if we named podcast episodes, that would be a great one for. for <laughs> this is Scott. There's uh, tasty banana legs over there. How's it going? Tasty banana legs, Burlu. There, there's. Yeah. <laughs> there's a new one. Joan, make the shirt. <laughs> make the shirt. <laughs> You got room on that shirt. Twenty shirts, and you're like, stop with the nicknames. But we need another shirt. We need more. We need more. We need more. So it worked, huh? Yeah, I was shocked. Like the next day, I looked down. It didn't have the red dots. It didn't have even like the, I I guess the bite mark you want to call it, the little dot where the mosquito got me. You know, I was like shocked. Like I was ready for being like the Snopes. Oh my god, I can't believe you did that. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting about that. I tell my wife that cause she gets eaten alive. I'm not. I don't. Thankfully, I don't get eaten alive too, too bad. But Burlu's banana peels. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody in Georgia, you getting sick again? Mosquito bites. Waiting outside Taco Bell for your food. You getting eaten by mosquitoes? Well, don't wait no longer for those red dots to go away. Burlu's banana peels will I just, solve your issue. I just picture the commercial, you just throwing all these perfectly good bananas in the garbage and just using the peels. <laughs> it's like, can you donate the bananas? No. Nope. <laughs> if they ain't in the skin, they're going in the bin, okay? <laughs> well, now that this this show has hit its climax of stupidity, Burlu, what do you say? Say, say we get on out of here and until next week. Uh, Burlu, anything to promote? Let's get on out of here. Uh, I am going to promote. I want to thank this brewery. Uh, they just had their 12th anniversary. Uh, I won a contest from them. It's Wild Heaven Ooh, like Beer. A, like a white, like a wet t-shirt contest or... Nope, nope. They oh, had oh, an Instagram oh. contest. No, go ahead. Uh, oh, they had an Instagram contest. Uh, basically, it was just basically make sure you like both con- um, their accounts and then you tag a person in each post that says like special twelfth anniversary. Yeah, yeah I've, no- one ones. I've noticed a lot of tags coming my way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you for uh, your participation. <laughs> I got buy one get one free at their brewery at uh, in Avondale Estates, Georgia. It's a beautiful place. They are known in Georgia for the beer called Emergency Drinking Beer. Uh, it's one of their favorite brands that they put out in cans with different flavors out there. Had a blast on their 12th anniversary. They were so pleasant. Beautiful area there. Uh, they have two locations, one in Avondale Estates and one in uh, the city in Atlanta over by Monday Night Brewing. If you're in either area, check them out. They're great people. Wild Heaven Beer. And I will click quickly promote uh, why my son is screaming in the background. I guess I got to go attend to him. But I will quickly promote. There's a lot of cool uh, verbal shenanigans comedy coming up. Uh, so we got Tap House 15 this Thursday um, coming up. 
with uh, who do we got? Who do we got? Who do we got? I'm trying to trying to remember who's <laughs> on the on the show, uh, but it doesn't matter because it's it, it sold out. Um, and then uh, come on now, so we can tell you get the hell out of here. Yeah, yeah. November, November, November. Oh no, October 14th. We are doing two shows Friday night at Factory Records in Dover. It's a new venue, um, so there's two shows, 7:30 and 9:30, which should be really cool. Um, it's in a record shop. It's got a really sweet lounge uh, performance space. So we'll see how that goes. That's the first one, and then November. Uh, November 10th, um, we have at Tap House, we got a special event going on. We have Rich Voss coming to uh, Tap House 15. So it's a special event, Rich Voss, who's, you know, opening Anthony Days and, um, you know, just a uh, very big comic, been around the game for 40 years. So very special event. Uh, so please, that's going to sell out quickly. Uh, look for flyers. They will be on the Verbal Shenanigans Instagram. Lots of comedy coming up for uh, Verbal Shenanigans. I'll just interrupt you. If you've got tickets for the September 22nd show, it is headlined by Ken Krantz. Yes, sir. Also, yep. Mike Sicoli. I guess I'm going to let him out of hell for this event. Yep. And Rich McDonald and some guy named Scott Brennan. Yeah, yeah. He's terrible, but stay for the other guys. Um, other than that, guys, thank you for all the listens. Uh, listens have been good over the last few weeks. Hope you enjoyed the episodes. Uh, we, we are going to keep bringing some stuff to you uh, weekly. And as we get this together... Uh, we're still having fun here. So other than that, guys, life is funny. Laugh at it. Keep the wind at your back. Bye-bye. Scott, I'm having issues uh, with those tacos coming out. I think I'm going to use banana peels somewhere else. You rub the taco shells on it. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs>